We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek here, coming to you before free agency officially kicks off. Legal tampering on Monday, official free agency on Wednesday. So, guys, with that being said, we already had talked about some of the Colts' in-house free agents. We talked about two different tiers of guys. If you haven't, be sure to go check out those videos on the channel right now. Give them a like. If you're new to the channel or you've been watching for a while, you haven't hit subscribe, be sure to go do that. It tremendously helps us out and helps get more people to the channel as well if you hit the like button in addition to that. So with that being said, today we are going to talk about some potential cuts slash trades that the Colts could make to free themselves up in terms of cap room. Right now the Colts are around $13 million in cap space. There are some moves here that we anticipate the Colts will make, some moves we maybe think they might make. They're probably not going to make every single move here. With that being said, there are some ways the Colts can free up some cap space in order to maybe get some new free agents in to the building. So, with that being said, let's start with some guys that we think uh, on the offensive side the Colts could potentially cut or trade. We're going to start with a couple guys that we think they just need to outright cut, and you pretty much don't have trade value for either of these guys. That's the two quarterbacks, the two quarterbacks from last year coming into the season, the starter and backup, Matt Ryan, the starter last year, Nick Foles, the backup slash third string quarterback. It kind of varied throughout the season. But Derek, both these guys carry a good amount of cap space, a good amount that you can free up uh, with these guys. What are your thoughts on Matt Ryan and Nick Foles? And what will this do if the Colts cut ties with both these guys? Well, I mean, I think it's the position that you really need to think about uh, revamping altogether. You know, you're going to be in a situation where you know you're going to get a quarterback in the draft uh, and you're looking to, you know, I mean, at some point you can always get another backup quarterback back there if you want to. You know Sam Ellinger is still going to remain on the roster, so you know you at least have one bona fide backup on the roster at that point. Um it does require that the Colts do probably a little bit more thinking throughout uh, the process of finding another backup quarterback. But uh, at least the good thing is, is that even though if you were to cut ties with both of them, 
you know, you you don't feel insanely rushed to try to find someone. You probably could wait until probably a lot closer to OTAs and to uh, training camp before you potentially would bring somebody in to come into this team and start learning as a backup quarterback. You can do your due diligence. You can take your time with it, which is what the Colts have pretty much been doing this entire offseason, Cody. feels like a ton of moves that they have done so far from a personnel standpoint have all been taking their time, make sure they're getting it right. And that seems like something they're definitely going to do here. I mean, the biggest question for me, Cody, and, you know, I don't don't know when this video is going to go out exactly, so maybe this news happens before this gets released, but, like, why, why has it taken them so long to cut Matt Ryan and Nick Foles yet? Like, I'm seriously questioning why this is. Like, I don't know if they're just waiting because they don't see it as... Uh, beneficial to just make that move right now or if they deem that they can find a way to get Matt Ryan to say hey like I'll play like on a bare bones contract just to stay with the team I don't I don't know I'm wondering in my head what is taking the Indianapolis Colts so long to cut either of these guys uh what's your take on it because for me personally I mean free agencies coming up and obviously there's not, they don't have to make that decision right now. Uh, and it's obvious you don't have to make that decision come free agency. Maybe they're just waiting to take their time on figuring out the situation as it goes along, but you know, not gonna, they're not going to get a chance to bring in another quarterback until they at least get rid of one of these guys. So it's making me wonder why it's taking them so long. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I do wonder, and I could be wrong on this, but like, does is Matt Ryan like, pondering retirement that's 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 kind of where my first thought goes is like is he going back and forth and the culture like okay like we'll, we'll give you time but you need to give us a decision because either we're cutting you or you're retiring like i could maybe see that being a scenario where the colts are i believe it's like i don't remember what the date is i want to say sometime next week the colts need to make a decision on matt ryan but if they do indeed cut him 
that will save them a good amount of money. In fact, that will save them $17.2 million in cap space. And they'll eat around $18 million in dead cap with that. Um, and I know like if Matt Ryan retires, they'd get even more money. I don't know the I don't have the exact number right in front of me, but they get more than $17.2 million back in cap space if Matt Ryan does hang it up. So maybe they're like, hey, that's a good chunk. We're going to give him the, as much time as he needs, right? Um, up to a point, obviously. Um, with Nick Foles, I don't really know why that's happening. I mean, you sign him to a two-year contract. Really, I think the only reason he came here was because of Frank Reich. So I really don't see a scenario where he stays around. And, you know, you can save a couple million by cutting him as well. So, yeah, maybe they're just wait. They're, they don't feel rushed. They're taking their time. They've just been, like you said, so methodical with just about everything so far. But like, it's not like they you know, haven't even made a move yet in free agency in terms of their own guys. They haven't really done a whole lot. So maybe they are playing a little bit of catch up. So I'm not entirely sure, but but yeah, certainly I think these are two moves that definitely need to happen sooner rather than later, so the Colts can start kind of reshaping <laughs> that quarterback room yeah. altogether. So uh, both those guys are guys that I think pretty pretty easily we could say cut them. Uh, another guy who I really thought got overpaid last year in free agency by the Colts as they brought him back was Mo Ali Cox. Um, you know, he signed a three-year extension last offseason, and uh, if the Colts did cut him, he would eat a dead cap of $2.39 million, but they'd save uh, a little under $3 million, $2.91 million with this cut. I mean, Derek, for a tight end, that was really the third tight end on the roster at, at the end of the year, you know, in the depth chart. He didn't really do a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, he was clearly outplayed by the two young guys. I mean, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to get keep Moe Ali Cox, especially on that contract, on the roster, does it? It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me for a guy that catches 15, 20 passes last year. Like, doesn't make a whole lot of sense for that contract to keep him on the roster. Now, I will say this. Uh, the Colts' new tight end coach, I guess, old slash new, Tom Manning, who was with the Colts with Mo Ali Cox back in 2018, maybe he does see him and he still sees something in him, and maybe they just rework that contract. I could see that being a possibility. Well, what are your thoughts on Mo and just kind of the current state of his contract with the team? Well, I mean, if I had to make the decision, if I was playing GM, then I would love to tell Moali Cox or ask Moali Cox to restructure that deal. Um, now, will Moali Cox go for that? I don't know, because your issue is here is Ballard, like you said, severely overpaid him. Uh, he's getting $6 million a year. And I mean, based off of, you know, his stats last year, virtually non-existent except for one game last year against the Tennessee Titans in which a game we we lost. So, you know, there was really only one game last year where Moali Cox was even a impact from a statistical standpoint in a game last year, which is really unfair to Moali Cox because we talk all the time about his statistics, but the problem was... There were multiple times, Cody, that I think we all agree that for the tight end group in general, outside of maybe Kylan Granson, the tight end group got got screwed so many different ways last year because of how Frank Reich coached them and a bunch of other things and how their offensive system worked. Molly Cox, for the majority of the year, was utilized as a just-blocking tight end. 
And then Jelani Woods was the primary guy at the end of the year, even though at the beginning of the year, or even also at the end of the year, Jelani Woods was doing so well. And then another game, he just disappeared. And and then it'd be the same thing for Wally Cox. Literally in a three-game stretch, he'd have maybe one or two catches. And like you can't have a tight end who, if you look at it from a, a statistic from a contract standpoint here, Cody, he's getting paid easily top 10 per average money in tight ends right now. Like there are not tight en- 10 tight ends in the league that are making over $6 million a year right now. There's just not a, a lot of them. And Molly Cox is getting paid like a, a, a top tight end in this league, at least above way above average. And yet he's not being utilized. So if your dream is to have him still be highly involved in the offense and catching passes, scoring touchdowns, then yes, this contract is worth it. But the problem is, is Molly Cox has never had that kind of role. And from what we know right now, from a production standpoint, Cody, it's quite possible if Molly Cox has the same year this next year as what he did this last year, he'd be tight end number four on this roster. He wouldn't even play based off of what Drew Ogletree we saw in training camp, what Drew Ogletree can do. Kylan Granson is clearly the best receiving threat in the tight end group that we have right now. He improved. And Jelani Woods is an athletic freak who showed you multiple times last year when that kid catches the ball, he is spectacular. So it's clear the direction that this tight end group is headed. Molly Cox is older. He's 29 years old. He's by far and away the oldest guy on the on the roster when it comes to the tight end group. And you got three other guys right behind him that are all young on rookie deals looking to make in more improvements. So I want to keep Molly Cox around for the sake of he's our best blocking tight end. He's the veteran in that group and he's great guys with everyone in the locker room. So the only problem is, is I can't ask someone to pay $6 million a year to a tight end that will catch 15 or 20 passes next year. Can't do it. So, I mean, here's the thing. And here's why I think you can cut him because, I mean, who else is going to give him $5 million plus a year? No one is. There's no team yeah. out there that's going to say, oh, yeah, Mo, uh, we, we're definitely going to give you over $5 million for the next year. Potential-wise for Moali Cox is huge, but he's not getting any younger. He's starting to get to that prime, to that age where you start to question the longevity of a player. It's getting near that magic 30 number. And, I mean, he's just never been a workload guy. He's just never been that. And it's there's no shot that somebody gives him over $5 million a year for what the production he has shown with Indianapolis, even if he could convince a team that they never used him correctly and that he's just prime waiting to uh, blow something else up. So, I mean, he, you could tell him, hey, we'll cut you and then, you know, you're just going to end up, you know, getting what, two, three million dollars uh, from someone else. Uh, why not just stay with us and we'll just give you that? I'd be fine with doing that, but I just, it cannot be stated with the contract that he has right now. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual 
a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. No, and you know, if he's not willing to take that and you do cut him, I mean, the couple million you can recoup, you can easily sign another vet tight end that can do the exact same job as he did last year for a lot cheaper. So, or you can draft, it's a really good tight end room in terms of, you know, the draft as well. So maybe you do that. You know, maybe you go in the mid rounds and you get another tight end. Like that's cheaper on a rookie deal. Like, all that to say, you can't be paying Mo what you're paying him for the production he's giving you. That's just that's just facts. So, whatever the Colts decide to do, whether he is on the roster or not, he could be a potential cut candidate or certainly, uh, you know, a restructure candidate as well. We'll see exactly how that plays out. But uh, two more guys here that we're going to talk about. One last guy here on the offensive side of things. That is center Ryan Kelly. Now, the question for Ryan Kelly is, you know was last year kind of a fluke for Kelly because, you know, pretty much his entire career, he's been a pretty solid top 10 center, I would say, fringe top 10 center for the Colts. And he's looked really good. Um, but then this last year, I don't know what happened, man, but he just looked like a shell of his former self. He just did not, was missing assignments, was just doing things that like, you know, as a veteran, you just can't do in this league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for what you're paying him right now and what you're paying this offensive line, one of the highest paid offensive lines in the NFL, you can't have a player fall off like that. You just can't. And so with Ryan Kelly, um, here's the situation. I do feel like he does have a little bit more of a trade opportunity here. Um, obviously, you know, there's some some teams that might be interested. Maybe you do include him in a package, you know, if you're trying to trade up with Chicago or Arizona, who Arizona just is looking for a center now, so maybe that is a good fit. Um, but regardless of what you do, you can't pay Ryan Kelly what you're paying him. I just don't feel like he can't unless you have confidence that he can be what he was. Because if he can be a top 10 center, then sure, he's being paid like that. But like if, he, if you feel like we have Danny Pinter, we'll draft a center or we'll sign one in free agency and we'll roll, if you can do that. Uh, but what are your thoughts here on Ryan Kelly and just the current contract and where he's at here? Yeah, I mean, base salary for him this year is going to be just over $9 million. And then in 2024, he's getting paid over $11 million. So, you know, the bulk of the money that he's being owed are coming in the next two years of this contract. So not only have you, you know, now seen him regress in ability from what we saw last year, uh, you now see an issue where you're now paying him more money. So it's a, it's a tough one. And I mean, honestly, Cody, this is one of those positions where I feel confident in the Colts ability that if they didn't trade away their second round draft pick this year, or even their third rounder, I believe that this draft class has a very strong 
center class. The top, I'd say four, four or five centers in the draft class this year are all guys that immediately could come in, Cody, and be starters on this offensive line. There's a couple guys. Uh, there's the kid from Michigan. There's the kid from Minnesota. There's Weipler from Ohio State. And I think there's one more that I'm missing. Um, so there's a couple different things that if the Colts decided that you know they were going to use that second round pick potentially to secure a younger center to get rid of some cap and be able to move forward in a different direction going forward. Because like you said, I mean, Ryan Kelly's 30 now. I mean, it's not that terrible. I don't think from a age standpoint that it's really affecting Ryan Kelly too much, but, and you also have to wonder how much of the problem was, uh, former offensive line coach, Chris Strouser last year. That's what we were wondering for a long time was wondering, like, it wasn't just like Ryan Kelly was missing blocks. I mean, he was doing, making blocks or following assignments that were literally getting Matt Ryan killed. Like there were multiple times where he allowed guys to just walk through the opposing uh, a gap, just untouched and allowed them to just murder Matt Ryan in the backfield. And we're wondering like, what the heck is going on here? Is it a Ryan Kelly problem or is it an offensive line coach problem? Like, is it, is it, is it scheme problem? What's going on there? Um, And I still don't definitively know the whole answer to this, but it's clear Ryan Kelly is not was not quite the same player. Pretty much everyone on the Colts offensive line was not quite the same player that they were from a year ago. So I can't only just hit him with this on that. But like you said, he is th- going to be 30 years old and he's still an appealing player for a team that says we can give this guy decent money uh, and then, you know, be able to, and if the Colts decide they're going to, take a, a little bit more of a cap hit on his salary uh, just to get away from the contract, then that might be what you have to do. But there's definitely a team out there that says a 30-year-old that has been selected to the Pro Bowl a couple times in his uh, career in Indianapolis, been a part of those great offensive lines. I'm sure somebody out there would take that chance uh, being involved in a trade package of some sort. I would say if you are going to get rid of Ryan Kelly, it's definitely better to trade him because like I said, if you're an offensive lineman, being 30 years old isn't isn't too terrible as long as you haven't shown any decrease in physical ability. And I don't think that Ryan Kelly has that. He's had some lingering injuries, but it usually doesn't prohibit him from being available over the last several years. So... I think he could be an enticing trade option. I certainly wouldn't want to just cut him just to get out of that contract unless the Colts knew that they were going to be able to replace him in the draft. Because I don't know if there's anyone in this uh, free agent class that's going to be good enough to fill that hole. I would just rather go uh, draft pick, start young, figure out a new center. Yeah. Well, if you're pressed for cap space... And you're already paying Braden Smith what you're paying him. You're already paying Quentin Nelson what you're paying him. And eventually, if Bernard Ryman turns out, you're going to pay him top left tackle money if he continues to hopefully progress the way you want. So, like, you can't be tied up in all these deals. You just can't. And so I think for a team that, honestly, Derek, has been poorly constructed in certain ways with what they've allocated certain amounts of money to, 
uh, it would make a lot of sense for the Colts to move on from him and then just have two guys that they're really paying and then kind of go young in the in, you know at the center position. Whether that's Danny Penter, they believe in him, or they, you know, maybe they bring in competition. You know, they, they draft a center and they have those two compete for the starting spot. I really see that being a positive thing. I, I really do. You know, and you could you could really grow that rookie center, attach him to that rookie quarterback, and go from there. And I think that would be a really, really good thing. I mean, that's kind of what the Colts did in certain ways, um, I believe, with with luck for a couple of seasons with Ryan Kelly. Now it's a little bit longer. It took a little bit longer than it should have, but you know, that's what happened with with Saturday and and with Manning. You know, like they had that center quarterback connection. And I think it's just so critical. So, you know, depending what the Colts do and what draft capital they have, that could be a really uh, interesting move if the Colts decide to go that direction. But one last guy we want to talk about. Actually, the only defensive player we're going to talk about, and that is Kenny Moore and uh, his play, man. I mean, talk about play that's f- that fell off last year. Kenny Moore went from one of the best corners, one of the certainly the best slot corner in the league, to one of the worst corners, and it really was weird how it changed. You know, was it, you know, I know he was dealing with some injuries, had a different scheme that they brought in with Gus Bradley. Um, you know, like, w- there's there just a lot of weird things where it's like, how did Kenny Moore fall so far so quickly in just one season? W- what are your thoughts on Kenny Moore? Do you see a scenario where he comes back to Indianapolis? And what do you think they do about that contract? Well, I mean safe to say that the uh the contract negotiations are definitely not going to go in Kenny Moore's favor uh this year for sure. Um no doubt that it is going to be uh it's a tricky situation now because despite what Kenny Moore has done in his short tenure here in Indianapolis last year again it's a recency bias league. What have you done for me recently? Not what you did five years ago. What have you done for me recently? And all these teams look around and say, dang, dude, I mean, you dropped off, bro. I mean, you, you, you didn't you didn't play well at all. I mean, you came in there into your building, talking to your GM, saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to hold out for some of these practices, you know, trying to display a message that I want to get paid, even though your contract before you were paid the most by a slot corner in all of NFL history at that point. Um, And then, you know, you crap the bed, bro. I mean, you were one of the biggest disappointments in the whole uh, defense, man. I mean, it was, you were getting targeted, you had a target on your back. People were looking to go after you, which is weird because all the years before that was a mistake. And now it was it was a it was a dream come true for teams, which is so odd for Kenny Moore. And that just not only hurts um his value, but also hurts if the Colts were willing to deal him in a trade the amount of teams that he can go to. And he only I mean, I know I keep bringing up Carolina and the Bears a lot, but I think that might be the only two realistic options that you would get for Kenny Moore if you're revolving around a trade deal because the Bears, for obvious reasons, right? Matt Eberflus, that defense, he knows how to work in that defense. He knows that probably another Colts defender might be going there uh, this offseason as well. So, And he knows Matt Eberflus, knows the, how it goes. So that would be a perfect situation for Kenny Moore. Maybe he 
gets back to his normal self playing in that kind of scheme. I know the schemes are kind of similar with each other, but they're not entirely the same. Maybe it makes it easier for Kenny Moore going back to Chicago, being with the guy that, you know, he grew up, you know, making a career of himself with. Um, or Carolina, because again, he's, you know, with Frank Reich, he obviously has a relationship with him there. That would be the only other thing I could think of, but it, well, why would you want to do a trade deal with uh, with Carolina, you know? So yeah. it's kind of, it's rough because he's, I certainly don't want to cut him because our, we're already talking about how, we're already talking about how Brandon Faison may not be back and you're just getting rid of what was the best slot corner in football uh, just as of two years ago. And I just would hate to have to lose him just like that by cutting him. If you could get something in return for him in a trade, then that would be better. At least from the sense of, at least then you would, maybe if you're trying to get the right quarterback for yourself in the draft and you have a trade package, maybe that allows you to keep a second or third rounder for this year to allow you to go and get a quarterback that you need to replace him in that sort of circumstance. I mean, it, it I would just hate to have to cut him because I don't think they do, they'll do that. I think that Chris Ballard uh, definitely does not want to have to do that. Um, now, of course, you know, if Kenny Moore goes in there again and says, you know, I won't play if I, might get my money that I said I wanted, then, you know, Ballard's going to, you know, say, all right, chop and block, get out of here. Uh, but I just don't see that happening. And we've seen, we've seen Colts fans say these trade scenarios with Kenny Moore all off season. I mean, he has been one of the biggest names in the trade block scenario for Colts fans trying to figure out trade scenarios to get up to number one for, uh, with Chicago it makes a lot of sense if you're looking at it from that perspective, but yeah, I mean, he definitely isn't making big money this next year, Cody, if he stays and, and with the way his play was last year, it really hurts his ability to make money somewhere else. Let me throw out one more trade potential destination, Derek, Arizona, Jonathan Gannon worked with him in Indianapolis. Hmm. You know, we do the Colts try to trade up to three if they were if they're just like, there's no way we're giving up three first round picks or whatever the heck they're asking for up there in Chicago. We're going to go with Arizona. You know, we're going to it's not that big of a leap. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon has familiarity with Kenny Moore and Arizona probably needs help at corner, too. So is that is that a potential destination that helps sweeten the deal a little bit with that Arizona trade? You know, honestly, Arizona needs a center and they know Kenny Moore. So, like, could that be two guys that Indy ships off in a trade? Like, could that be a scenario where you see that and you're like, it's actually works really well. And then the Colts don't have to give up near as much. They'll still have to give up a lot, but like near as much as maybe they would have to uh, otherwise. Mm hmm. It's going to be interesting, man. I mean, I wonder if that's what the Colts are going to end up trying to do is trade up to where we're going to be able to get a pick there, but I doubt it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be certainly interesting. They could help maybe uh, save you a little bit of draft compensation if you deal off some of these players that still have some talent. So, uh, yeah, guys, let us know your thoughts on some of these trades slash 
cut candidates here for the Colts? Are there anybody else that we missed that you would potentially put on this trade slash cut list as well? Let us know these things in the comments below. But that will do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate all your support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.